This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, but joining me is the headliner of the preview show, the main man himself, Dave Statman Roberts. Davido, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you, sir? Hello, Natalie. I'm uh, very well. How are you this evening? I'm all right, thank you. I missed the analysis show this week because I think I was still aggrieved and still annoyed about a second back-to-back game where we'd thrown away a lead. So I'm still for... I'm not friends with the Clarets this week, Dave. They, they annoyed me. Are you over Yeah, they annoyed a few. Mm. Yeah, it's not going so well, is it? I mean, I think I think we're all right. I think I think my view, Dave, is that we've there's enough of daylight between us and Fulham at the bottom. But I'm uh, I remain very very concerned about next season, shall we just say? Uh, but yeah, we'll see how we go. But other than that, what else have you been up to, Dave? Any anything exciting to tell us? Not really. I'm still waiting to get a haircut, so that'll be um, maybe next week. I don't know. You don't look that'll like you need a haircut. Hmm. I'm looking at you. You it's see in the back. That's a rookie error, is that, Dave? Like, I had an appointment on Monday, the 12th of April. I was in there. Like, I'm in. I'm done. So, yeah, well, let's hope. Yeah, it's quite nice, actually, to have some Zoom calls with people who've managed to have a bit of a haircut. It is good. Um, well, we've got under the preview show, Dave. It's just you and me this week. We've uh, we've managed to get an analysis show out tonight. I think Richard and Tom have been chatting away, um, dissecting that game. Uh, the Newcastle game last week, which so we won't need to go into that. But uh, we've got the small matter of a new fixture. There's always a new week in the Premier League, Dave, and the football is always another game. So before we get on to the nitty-gritty of previewing this weekend's fixture, we've got some housekeeping, and the main bit of housekeeping is we've got a quiz question to give an answer to, please. Now, at the end of the Newcastle United preview show, we left you with a rather tricky question to answer. And the question was, prior to Sean Dyche's time as Burnley manager, who was the last Burnley player to score against Newcastle United at Turf Moor? That was a stinger, Dave. What was the answer? That was a tricky one. Yeah, the correct answer was uh, Terry Donovan. Uh, Burnley won the match. That was in March 1983. Burnley won uh, 1-0. 
uh, but it wasn't enough to save us that season. We had a couple of really, really good cup runs, uh, got to the semi-finals of the League Cup and the quarter-finals of the FA Cup, but unfortunately we were relegated from the uh, well second division, as it was then, down to the third. So that uh, win didn't help us, sadly. No, definitely not. Uh, did we get any? You know, did we get any correct answers, Dave? Uh, we had a couple. Yeah, we had uh, David Entwistle was uh, in touch with the correct answer. He remembered it was uh, Terry Donovan and uh, John Robertson also knew the uh, correct answer. A little bit before his time, but he did say that uh, he'd been doing some research prior to the game and he uh, he'd seen that Terry Donovan had scored the goal. So uh, well done to him. Have you heard? Been doing some research before the game. John Robertson Googled it, <laughs> clearly. Honestly, you think you can pull the wool over our eyes, young John Robertson, we're having that. Um, I think you'll find, Dave, there was another correct answer. Was there? I think you're missing somebody from was that there? list. Yes. Who's that then? Adrian, Adrian Caden. He got the answer. He submitted his answer before we started recording tonight's show. And I'm not having your insistence, Dave Roberts, that they've got to have a deadline. If we're gonna we said last week, Dave, that we were gonna let our listeners decide when the deadline was and we were gonna put it in place next season. So for this week, he got the answer in before we started recording tonight. So he's having a point. So there you go. I'm overruling you. It's, honestly, listeners, if you if this was a video now and you could see Dave, he's got such an indignant look on his face. He's looking at me and shaking his head like, nope, 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 I'm not having it. Um, well, do stick around. <laughs> do stick around, guys, because Dave will be giving us another quiz answer. Nope, he won't be giving us an answer. He'll be giving us a question. He'll be giving us another quiz question at the end of the show. So stick around. You might learn something. Opposition stats. So let's move on, Dave. We have the business of a preview show to get on with. So let's let's stop this quiz question malarkey and start previewing a show. It is, of course, Manchester United away this weekend, Sunday the 18th of April at 4pm live on Sky Sports. Why don't you kick us off, Dave, by letting us have the recent history of this fixture and about our opposition. Yeah, well, since 2009, we've visited Old Trafford, which is still the largest club ground in England in each of our previous six Premier League campaigns. Uh, the first two of these visits both ended in defeat. Uh, but remarkably, Burnley are currently unbeaten in our last four visits to play Manchester United at the Theatre of Dreams. After an eventful nil-nil draw from October 2016, which we will come back to later, we almost pulled off victories in the following two seasons. After building up 2-0 leads in the games in December 2017 and also in January 2019, we were denied by late goals on both occasions to dash our hopes of a, of a first victory at Old Trafford since 1962 as United came back to draw both games 2-2. But Burnley fans were finally able to taste victory in the corresponding fixture from last season. And so perhaps it won't come as a surprise to discover which match we've selected for our highlight this week. Yeah, I thought that might be the one you might get. Highlights and lowlights. Uh, well, let's move into that highlight and lowlight section, Dave. And why don't you let us know what that highlight is? Uh, well, yes, our highlight this week. Uh, there have been some memorable victories on the road for Burnley in recent seasons. And although the long-awaited away wins at Liverpool and Arsenal this season were achieved with no away fans being present... Thankfully, last season's game at Old Trafford in January 2020 was pre-COVID 
and was watched by over 2,000 travelling Clarets fans. Uh, Those of us who were very fortunate enough to be there to see Burnley's first win at Old Trafford for over 57 years were treated to an impressive occasion. Chris Wood's first half goal was followed by a thunderbolt of a strike from Jay Rodriguez to double the lead. And thankfully, on this occasion, United weren't allowed to get a foothold back in the game and it stayed 2-0. The scenes after the final whistle as the players came over to the corner to take the appreciation of the travelling Burnley fans will live long in the memory and I think we'd struggle to find any Clarets fans who would disagree with this selection as our highlight this week. Amen to that. Uh, well, there's always got to be a low light because that's what this section is all about, Dave. So what is the low light of this particular fixture, please? Yes, yin and yang. Uh, this is the yang. Uh, conversely, it was quite a tough choice for low light this week. Uh, Burnley fans have suffered numerous defeats at Old Trafford over the years, many of them heavy, since a 5-2 victory we had at Old Trafford in 1962. But for this week's low light we selected the defeat from January 2010. After the sudden departure of manager Owen Coyle, who took virtually all of his backroom staff with him to Bolton at the turn of the year, this was Brian Laws' first match as Burnley manager. A strong rearguard action kept it at nil-nil for the first hour, but the Clarets crumbled in the last half hour as goals from Dimitar Berbatov, Wayne Rooney and Mame Biram Diouf eased United to victory. Sadly, the slide towards what eventually became an inevitable relegation continued during the second half of the season that started off so brightly. It took a little while, but as we know, Burnley would be back. They would indeed. Fixture flashback! Uh, Well, first of our new features for this second half of the season is the fixture flashback feature which is your chance to get involved on the preview show each week we want to hear from your match day memories from past meetings against our next opponents to be featured on the relevant preview now dave we've got contribution this week why don't you take it away uh, we have we've got two past matches to flash back to this week uh, first up regular contributor jan that's jan gingileski tells us about a visit to Old Trafford from the late 1960s. I'm going back to 1967 for my Manchester United memory. Burnley came into this fixture on the back of a fantastic 5-1 thrashing of Spurs at the previous Saturday with Ralph Coates in outstanding form. We carried on our good form into the United game and two trademark headers from Andy Lockett gave us a commanding 2-0 lead. With five minutes to go, we decided to leave, as it was a long walk back to the coach. On our way back, all we heard was a roar, a roar, and a roar. We had no idea what was happening, but it didn't sound good. Back at the coach, the driver had the radio on and told us that the game had finished 2-2. We were gutted, but soon had other things to consider as United fans surrounded the coach, punching and spitting on the window, standing on the tyres, trying to open those little sliding windows that coaches used to have. They even tried rocking the coach from side to side. Anyway, the driver wasted little time in getting us off the car park, bringing an eventful day to a close. 
And our very own Tom Whittaker recalls last season's game when he met up with one long-distance Burnley fan who flew 6,000 miles to watch the game at Old Trafford. It's my United this weekend. Very fond memory for me from Old Trafford. As, uh, of course, the game January last year. We all know very well what happened. 2-0 win. Uh, fantastic goal from Joe Rodriguez. It was a little bit more special for me. Um, a few months before the game, um, a chap that a few of you might know from Twitter, uh, Twitter handle is Burnley Japan, so a uh, Japanese guy who, who supports Burnley, um, and he, he asked on Twitter if there was anyone who could maybe help him to get a ticket for the, the old traffic game. Um, the people that I usually sit with season tickets-wise don't always go because it tends to be a midweek game, so I told him, yeah, it's probably a good chance I'll, I'll be able to get you on. Um, so I managed to arrange it nearer the time. Um, did have a spare so we met up before the game um, sat together enjoyed the 90 minutes he probably learned a few a few new English words from me uh, uh, especially with regards to, to the referee in that night but uh, yeah what well, I mean I think my first game was at home to Peterborough so imagine your first being the game being not only at Old Trafford but a 2-0 away win at Old Trafford um, so yeah uh, really uh, really nice to be able to to help him out with that. What a fantastic first Burnley game in there and what a lucky charm we've got there. So I hope to see him back uh, at the turf next season. And we can also hear from the man himself, Burnley Japan. I'll talk about the best day of my life. The game at Old Trafford was my debut. So of course I cannot forget it. We got two goals, especially Jade's goal was wonderful. So I don't know anything more beautiful than that goal. I was able to see the best game at Old Trafford, and I was approached only by Burnley fan around me, which is a treasure memory of my life. When the pandemic is over, I want to see you all again at TAF. Take care of yourself. Bye. Well, I'm sure we can all echo those sentiments as we await confirmation of when we can all meet again at Turf Moor. And that's exactly what we're hoping for when we introduce this feature. So I think we should give a huge thank you to all of our contributors for stepping up and getting in touch with us this week. There are still plenty of opportunities for you to get involved with our fixture flashback feature. So if you have memories of past matches against our opponents for any of our remaining fixtures... That's starting with a visit to play Wolves at Molyneux, then please do get in touch. As always, you can direct message us on Twitter, that's at never, or send an email, podcast at never.net. Although we're more than happy to read out written submissions, we're sure you'll agree that the audio recordings are podcast gold. Here's a quick reminder of a website you can use to make a recording and send us an audio link. It's vocaroo.com. That's V O C A R O O.com. It's free to use, no registration required, and it's really simple. And we look forward to hearing from uh, our listeners for the matches that we've got coming up uh, between now and, uh, and May. Excellent. So that was good contribution this week, Dave. It really makes that feature when we get people. And we got three this week. That was, uh, we've had a few weeks where we've not had anybody. And this week, we've had an absolute. Um, Backful. So good on you guys. I enjoyed listening to those. Heroes and villains. Um, let's move on then. And our next feature is my favourite, which is of course our hero and villain. So why don't you start with the hero of this fixture? Right. Well, our hero this week is a former Burnley goalkeeper who also celebrates his birthday this week, as he turned thirty-five on Thursday, the fifteenth of April. 
Uh, that should probably be enough information to know that we're talking about Tom Heaton and to realise that it's his performance in a nil-nil draw in October 2016, which is the subject of this section. Uh, the former United goalkeeper returned to his former club and showed them what they were missing with an unforgettable performance. United had 37 goal attempts, and of the ones that weren't blocked or off target, there were 11 which were on target, and Tom Heaton saved every last one of them, including a spectacular starfish save from Zlatan Ibrahimovic to earn Burnley a very valuable point in a nil-nil draw. It was a truly heroic performance and makes Tom Heaton worthy of being our hero for this episode. Of course. I, oh, I love that. I'll always, I'll always be able to see Tom Heaton doing that starfish save, always. I think in a few couple of seasons ago, we had um, some artwork... We used to get artwork for the podcast, and I think we used to have a starfish one. I think we made them into postcards at one point. I need to dig them out. Um, villain, then, please. Who is our villain? Well, this week's villain is a Manchester United player, a current player, uh, who's currently enjoying a loan spell at West Ham United. Uh, the reason he's been selected as our villain this week is for his theatrics in the game between the two teams at Old Trafford in January 2019. Although there was the slightest of touches by Jeff Hendrick on the shoulder of Jesse Lingard, I hesitate to even call it a challenge. Uh, this inexplicably caused his legs to collapse from under him, and Paul Pogba put away the resulting penalty, which started United's comeback. It's galling to a, uh, for a minor touch like this to result in a penalty, and yet when Chris Wood almost has his shirt ripped off his back and gets nothing, it does highlight the inconsistencies that exist in the game. So, for his ridiculous dive in the match two seasons ago, Jesse Lingard, Jay Lins is our villain this week. Jay Lings. Yeah, I don't like Jesse Lingard anyway, so that's a good one. I enjoy that. Um, finally then, moving on to administrative matters for the weekend, who is our referee? Well, we've got John Moss of Leeds, and he's going to complete a hat-trick this weekend as he takes charge of this fixture for the third consecutive season. Um, he awarded the late penalty in that match in January 2019 after the incident we've just mentioned involving Jeff Hendrick and Jesse Lingard. And obviously Paul Pogba put away the resulting spot kick, which began United's comeback. Uh, John Moss was also in charge of Burnley's 2-0 win last season, which was our highlight this week. Uh, this season, he's already taken charge of two matches at Turf Moor. Um, he was here for the uh, FA Cup game against the uh, team from Milton Keynes and the 1-1 draw against Fulham in the Premier League. And he was also the referee for Burnley's 2-1 win over Everton at Goodison Park just last month. Uh, Darren England will be the video assistant referee for this weekend's match. Good stuff. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Well, I know you don't want to leave it there, Dave. I know you want to treat our listeners. So why don't you delve deep into the bank of Statman Dave and let us have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Okay, this week's stat. Uh, prior to Tom Heaton keeping a clean sheet in the nil-nil draw between the two teams in 2016, you have to go all the way back to 1921 for the previous occasion that a Burnley goalkeeper kept a clean sheet in an away game against Manchester United. Uh, that goalkeeper was Jerry Dawson, and the match was a 1-0 win, a league match which took place at Old Trafford on Boxing Day of that year, 1921. Uh, James Lindsay scored the only goal for Burnley early in the second half. Following that win and the clean sheet, there was a run of 44 away visits to play Manchester United without a single clean sheet. But thankfully, with Nick Pope keeping another clean sheet again last season, we didn't have to wait quite as long for the next one. 
Also, we did mention in advance in our last episode that this match will be the 100th time that a top-flight Burnley game has been televised in the UK. Of those previous 99 games, Burnley have won 27, drawn 20 and lost 52. Furthermore, 66 of these 99 previous games have been broadcast by Sky Sports, which will make this Sunday's game their 67th. Good stuff. That's a good start. Uh, Well, before we have a quick look and and dissect between us, Dave, what we think about this weekend's fixture, we do have an opposition view. Uh, We sat down and spoke to Johnny and Oscar Hoare for their views on this weekend's fixture. Opposition view. Hi, Burley fans. This is John and Oscar, your friendly Southern Man United fans. Uh, we were on the podcast, I think, back in January. So how have things been going for United since then, Oscar? Well, last time we played Burnley, we went top of the league, which was a great feeling. Um, at the time, we were chasing Liverpool, but they've since collapsed. It was really was, it was great seeing Burnley actually beat them, which was the start of their poor run. Man City, on the other hand, have gone the great run. They had that amazing win streak, which was brought to an end by us. We've done relatively well in the league, I think. We thrashed Southampton and beaten Spurs. It's really nice seeing Jose's grumpy face after that. Um, we've done pretty well in Europe as well. We got semi-finals of the Europa League. It's pretty much confirmed now. AC Milan was a pretty tough time. Did well to get through that. Sadly, we did crash out of the FA Cup to Leicester, though. It's a pretty poor performance from us. Do you think we've got any chance of catching up with City then? I'd love to say yes, but I think we're what eleven points behind, six matches to go, so it would take uh, an incredible slip up, and I just can't see Pep letting that happen. It's a shame for us. We had some um, some some winnable fixtures earlier in the season against Palace, West Brom, Sheffield United. It's painful just to talk about them. So we let it slip. Then it's a shame it's not more like six or seven points because that would have set up a really exciting end to the season. But like Oscar said, going through in the Europa, if we can win the Euro- Europa League. Get a solid second place in the in the Prem. Um, I think that would be real progress, and uh, Mr. Solskjaer would would have earned his new contract in the summer. What are you thinking on Sunday, Oscar? How how do you think they'll set up? Well, Rashford, Shaw, Maguire, and McTominay were all out with suspensions and being rested against Granada, so I'm sure they'll all be playing against Burnley. I reckon he'll go full strength with a good attack to try and break down Burnley's solid defence. Cavani especially, he's been playing really well against Spurs and has got a goal tonight. Burnley without Pope, which is great news for us. What do you think the score will be? I'm predicting uh, a brace for Cavani, 2-0 United. Vamos! Okay. What are we thinking, Dave? I'm, I'm not. I'm not friends with the Clarets at the moment. It's been a bit of a difficult uh, few weeks, and and I just I don't know how I feel about this weekend's fixture. How are you feeling? Um, it's a toughie. We know. We, well, we know we had to wait so long for the uh, the win we got last season, but we we deserved it. When we we'd done really really well the previous season, we've we've talked about those games. We had the nil nil draw. We had the two 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 draws. When really we should have won both of those games. He went into a 2-0 lead in both and threw those leads away. So uh, to, to go through those and then get the win last season, we know we can win there, um, but it'll be tough. They, they had a really good run, though, didn't they, last season? We we beat them, and then from then yeah. on, they went on a fantastic run, didn't lose for uh, for ages. They're having a really good run again this season. 
Um, but maybe an empty Old Trafford, that might be a, a different prospect for us. I'm not sure. Um no, we know we've, been, we've been we've been to Anfield, we've been to the Emirates and won. We've been to Goodison Park and won this season. Our home form's not been brilliant, but we've had some really good uh, wins on the road. So head and heart, head head says we'll struggle, and I'd, I'd take a point now. I don't know. Heart says maybe you know maybe maybe what we could go. Your heart telling you? Ooh. Maybe maybe I don't know. Oh, Dave! No, I'm 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 not going to predict a win. This. I'm not going to predict a win. Ah, damn it! So close, so close. <laughs> go on then. You're going to predict a draw or a lose? I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Yeah, another clean sheet. Oh, that do you know what? That'd be a cracking result. To be honest, if we can yeah, keep a clean sheet and get a point from Old Trafford. I'd be happy mm. with that. Yeah, I'm I'm really struggling at the moment. I can't see anything other than a than a defeat. But a lot of the like the team was saying last week when we were a bit down about the Southampton and Newcastle games, like it would be just typical Burnley to go away and win at Old Trafford and just be the most ridiculous thing. Um, what, injury news wise, have we got any injury news, Dave? Um, well, obviously Nick Pope was out um, last Sunday with a shoulder injury. I think we we, we don't we're recording this prior to the uh, press conference. We don't know whether um, that's cleared up fully. Although he was interviewed earlier in the week, which sometimes can be a guide to say, well, yeah, we expect him to be uh, back. Um, uh, in terms of the other players, we think that well, Ashley Barnes is um, no return date. We don't know when he's going to be back yet. He's out for a little while longer, as is uh, Robbie Brady. Um, Kevin Long um, was assessed. Uh, obviously, wasn't available last weekend, but he wouldn't be in the starting eleven anyway. Um, and uh, Jay Rodriguez, we would expect, I think, to be uh, back for this uh, this this weekend as well. So we, I think, we struggled a little bit, didn't we? At the weekend, we didn't really have the options for the bench. We didn't make a substitution until yeah. uh, the second minute of injury time, and I think it was maybe just a lack of options on the bench. Whereas Newcastle did have. Uh, more options, and when their players came on, they they made a difference in the second half, didn't they? Yeah, but we've been saying that for a long time now. It's like mm. you can't. That's that's a problem. That's one of the biggest problems with not building your squad and not being active in the transfer market is that you've got one setup and you've got one shot at this. You've not got players on the bench who could come and change a game. And and Bruce did that. He brought on players who changed the dynamic of the game, and we couldn't. We didn't have a plan B because we didn't have anybody to do a plan B with, and it's incredibly frustrating. Um, well, do let us know what you think the score will be at the weekend, please. You can tweet us at known and ever, or you can email us at podcast.nordnever.net. We want to know the score, the scorer, and how they scored, please. Header, right foot, left foot, backside, we don't care, but we want to know what you think. That's why I've gone nil-nil, so I don't have to be precise about what's going to happen. <laughs> Am I going to get nil-nils out of you for the rest of the season just so I don't pinpoint you for exactly who's going to score and how? Um, <laughs> yeah, good, good effort, Dave. Pulling the wall over my hands. Fantasy Premier League update. Um, moving on then, Dave, second half of the preview show and we are looking at, of course, the much-loved and highly competitive known and ever Fantasy Premier League. We should have, I believe, a whole um, set of... Um, stats to fill you in after game week 31, Dave. Where do we stand with the league update? Uh, we do, yes. We can bring uh, another update to the latest standings at the top of the No Name Never Fantasy Premier League uh, following the completion of game week 31. Um, six of our teams now have broken through the 2,000 points barrier. Sadly, Natalie, yours isn't one of them. But for a change this week, oh. uh, we're going to give a rundown not quite as far as where you are, but we're going to do the top 10. 
So, uh, in hey, shade. <laughs> we, we, we didn't have time to go down to two hundred and twenty-four. That would have the, the previous show would have overrun, wouldn't it? So if we'd have done that. <clears throat> so we'll do the top ten anyway, in, in reverse order. Uh, we've got Andrew Smith in tenth place on one thousand nine hundred and forty-nine points. Uh, Joseph Golby's a climber to number nine. 1,967 points. Uh, Non-mover, number eight, Steve Holden, 1,969. Uh, LEH, non-mover at seven, in seventh place, uh, 1,983. And then we've got the six players who've gone over 2,000 points, starting uh, with a faller at number six, that's Charlie Bins, who had been right up at the top of the league for quite a while. Uh, he's on 2,003 points. Yeah. Ursay um, in fifth place, up to fifth, on 2,004 points. Uh, and then we've got a non-mover at number four is Gary Proctor, 2,017. Uh, Chris Stanworth is up to third on 2,025. Uh, and then uh, down at number two, down one place from last week's uh, first position, is Sean Danaher, friend of the show, uh, 2,031. And we have uh, a new leader. I think he's probably led at some point during the season. He's back up to first position on 2,039 points. Eight points uh, gap at the top is Adam Dennett. First place currently with uh, not too many game weeks left to go. No, we're getting close to the end. Still time for a late surge from me. There definitely is. Uh, What's happening with Team None and Ever? Uh, well, before that, we've got the highest scoring manager in our league for the most recent game week. Oh, we've already of course, mentioned yes. him in the uh, top 10. Oh, yeah. uh, we've got third place, Chris Stanworth, was the highest scoring uh, manager from last week with 75 points. Uh, that helped him to climb up the table. In terms of uh, uh, you and me, um, you are down slightly, are down one place uh, to 224th position with 1,329 points. Um, I went down as well. I'm in 133rd position with 1,664. And the runaway leader in our podcast's mini-league is still Richard Steele. He's in 84th place uh, in the overall known in ever fancy Premier League. Um, But in terms of our mini-league, he's been out in front for pretty much all the season to date. Yeah, he has. Swine, Steele. Swine. Um, Talk us through the the kings, the kings of game week 31, please, Dave. Who were the stars of the week? Yes, well, our 11 best players in in a formation, if you've had all 11 of these, uh, you would have got 142 points. That would have uh, helped you go up the table. But um, it's in a 3-5-2 formation this week. So we had... Uh, Sam Johnson of West Brom in goal. We had our three defenders uh, were Dallas of Leeds, Alexander Arnold of Liverpool and White of Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, We had a midfield five of Pulisic, Lingard, uh, Sam Maximan of Newcastle, uh, Bowen of West Ham and uh, Greenwood, Mason Greenwood of Manchester United and a front two of Leicester's Iheanacho and... uh, Arsenal's Alexander Lacazette, who obviously uh, stopped screaming long enough to uh, to get some points last week. <laughs> yeah, just about. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, 
<laughs> you threw me a little bit there. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, screaming. God, that feels like a long time ago. A lot's happened since then. Um, moving on then, Dave, to the next of our new features for the second half of the season is, of course, the opposition three to watch, where you pick three players who you think deserve our attention based on their fantasy Premier League points. So who are the players to watch this week, please? Yeah, well, looking at points up to and including uh, Game Week 31 that's just finished, uh, the high-scoring Manchester United player for the season to date, it might not surprise too many people, uh, is Bruno Fernandes. He's on 216 points. Uh, that's way out in front of second-place Marcus Rashford, who's on 150 points. And uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka is in third place amongst the United players with 124. Uh, we certainly expect Bruno Fernandes to be uh, in the team in the starting eleven on Sunday uh, and probably Aaron Wan-Bissaka as well. Marcus Rashford, not too sure. I think he uh, has an injury doubt, so we're not sure whether he's going to be back or not for that. But uh, they are certainly, uh, if they're starting, three players to uh, look out for on Sunday. Good stuff. Um, so what about next week then? Are we going to be able to get a full game week in by the time we do the Wolves preview show? Uh, no, looking ahead to the fixtures, the next time we record a preview show, which will be for our visit to play Wolves, uh, the midweek fixtures will still be in progress. They go through right until Thursday next week. Uh, that's something to bear in mind as well for your fantasy teams, because there might be, uh, will certainly be some teams having two fixtures in there, which will uh, have a bearing on your transfers and such like. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely keep an eye on that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so we'll have to do something a little bit different for our fantasy Premier League section next time, as we won't have a, a league table to update. It'll be sort of in the middle of the, the game week, and we won't have a confirmation of the best uh, 11 players either. So uh, we'll get our thinking heads on and see what we can do for uh, the next week. Something a little bit different for our fantasy Premier League section. Can it please not be a quiz for me to do? Because that was horrible. I'm very stressful. That would be great. Statman Dave's quiz question. Um, okay, <laughs> let's finish off then this week's show, Dave, with, of course, the much-loved Dave Roberts quiz question. What have you set our listeners this week? Okay, this week's quiz question is, uh, Ray Hankin scored for Burnley in a 2-1 defeat at Old Trafford in December 1975 in our last season in the Old First Division. But after this, which Burnley player was the next to score for the Clarets against Manchester United at Old Trafford? Ooh, that's a good question. I think I might know the answer to this, unbelievably. Oh, I shall guess after the game. How do our listeners submit their answers, please? Uh, you can get in touch to let us know your answers using any of these methods. Uh, tweet us, or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. Uh, that's at no, nay, never. If you send us a DM, then no one sees your answer. You can keep it to yourself. Uh, you can email us, podcast at no, nay, never net, or you can also reply to the post we put up for the preview show on either the No, nay, never Facebook page or also on YouTube, and we'll reveal the correct answer at the start of the next preview show, including uh, letting you know whether Natalie got it right or not. <gasps> I bet I did. Um... I think I do. I do really think that I know this. And Dave's going to be, I can imagine he's looking at me. Let me look on the video screen. Are you shaking your head at me? He is. He's, he's skeptical, <laughs> listeners. He's looking at me like she doesn't know what she's talking no, about. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this, if, if you know it, I've made it too easy. Hey, that's harsh. <laughs> See what I've got to put up with, listeners. Statman Dave's horrible. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> Have we got any other business, Dave? Community news, fixture changes, anything that we need to communicate to our loyal fan base? 
Uh, yeah, a couple of things with fixtures. Um, there's some talk, nothing's been confirmed yet, about possibly moving the penultimate fixture from being a weekend to a midweek, so it goes beyond the cutoff for the next stage of the roadmap uh, in terms of um, uh, getting out of lockdown, uh, which would mean that the final two games could have um, supporters present. Nothing's been confirmed mm. yet. I think there are some proposals that are out there, so I would suspect maybe in the next week or two there might be a, a conditional <coughs> statement coming out uh, to say what's happening with that. So be worthwhile listening out for that in the next uh, week or so, see what confirmation yeah. we do get. I saw. I did see that before, actually, Dave. I did see that room before. Yeah. Are you um? Are you going to head on? Are you going to try and get a ticket for it if we can get on? Or are you going to wait till next season when we're all back? I don't know. It's one of those where you, you, we we don't know any details. We don't know whether it's going to be two thousand, four thousand. What's going to happen? It's going to be a ballot. It's yeah. all a bit up in the. I think until we know anything more for certain, it's not worth getting your hopes up, is it? Really? Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, but I'm excited. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. What else have we got to to let our listeners know? Yeah, well, the only other thing to mention is, uh, as well as the match at Old Trafford, Burnley FC women also have one of the biggest matches in their history this weekend. Uh, they take on uh, Manchester United women in the fourth round of the Women's FA Cup. Uh, that match is a 2pm kickoff on Sunday afternoon. And although nothing's been announced yet, there were some hints that there might be some online coverage of the game. So it might be worth keeping an eye out over that uh, uh, about that over the next day yeah. or two to see whether there's any more uh, announcements. But uh, yeah, that game's 2pm uh, kickoff Sunday afternoon. I think they normally play at Paddyham, but I think that might uh, might be moved from there for nothing being confirmed yet. I think that might be a bit moved from yeah, Paddyham on uh, Sunday sure. afternoon. Yeah, I think our Tom, uh, none and ever's Tom, was in our chat box earlier on in our message thread, and I think he was he was speculating that he wondered whether there'd been another instance where the senior men and senior women's teams had played the same teams at the same time on the same day before. I can't imagine. Them no, already. I. But- I don't think so because the teams they'd be playing would be different. I mean, we've been playing teams like Morecambe and Files yeah. and teams like that. It must be very the unlikely time. that would have happened. Yeah, I mean, it's not the same time. You know, we're, we're are we two o'clock or four o'clock? Same day. We're, yeah, it's the same day, isn't it? But same afternoon. But yeah, hmm. interesting stuff. Well, listeners, that is all we have time for this week. Um, our thanks, as ever, go to all the contributors to the previous show, uh, to Jan and also to Burnley Japan for sending in their match day memories, as well as our own. Tom Whitaker, uh, for Johnny and Oscar for providing us with their opposition view, for Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, uh, to producer Matt for knitting all of this together and getting it out there, and finally to the main man himself, who without none of this would be possible, and that is, of course, Dave Statman Roberts, who just works ridiculously hard at researching and putting together this show out the goodness of his heart because he loves doing it so thank you Dave another very thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable episode Uh, most of all thank you the listeners for downloading and listening to this episode your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you the team will be back on Tuesday with an analysis of what happened at Old Trafford this weekend and Dave and I will be back next Friday for the preview of the Wolves game we'll have another Friday night preview show um I hope you're all stay, staying well. I hope everybody's staying safe. Look after yourselves. Look after your loved ones. I hope you're enjoying the newfound freedom as the country's entered roadmap two phase this week and you managed to get in out there and doing a bit of shopping and having some drinks in beer gardens safely with some friends. If anybody continues to struggle or is just struggling at all in this current pandemic and feels like they need somebody to talk to, the known and never 
ears are always open. You can tweet us, you can drop us an email, you can be pen pals. Um, we will always listen. So do get in touch if you want to chew the fat about Burnley in general or anything you want to talk about, please do get in touch. Um, that's all for us then, and we will see you next time. I've been Natalie Bromley, he's been Dave Statman-Roberts, and this has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.